0: Welcome to this third day of our Catechism study. I am so happy to be We heard yesterday and day before yesterday the first preface of this thing. You know this is like a keynote. Once we understand the purpose of this keynote then only the whole teaching will be very easily it's like an opening thing like a keynote. So therefore the first sentence, this is this I am telling you is very important. I would like this can be framed and put it in your home. Put a, this first sentence, make it a, a nice picturized version and frame it. And every day you see this because you understand who you are. That's important. We must know who we are. <laughs> when we go to some place, first we give our introduction as a visiting card. Then after giving that visiting card and we take a moment, he is looking into visiting card, he is reading, who am I? And at the time I look at that person and what is his expression. And he says, oh, you are a chief engineer. Oh, okay, good. Oh, you belong to this company. Very good. How long you are with this company? And again he asks something. Suppose I gave the visiting card, he don't even look at it, he just put it there. I feel not happy about it, you know. So, we, what is our visiting card? Who are you? Whom you belong to? That's very important, we should know. Many people are very sad, very much sad, because they don't understand whom they belong to. <laughs> we belong to an eternal kingdom. We belong to God. Now we already heard in the prophecy today. Yesterday morning the Lord told me, See what are you doing? In You did so much about the Pentecost and is the Pentecost is over? The Pentecost is a continuous process. Your children and your youth will prophecy. Continue this every day, he said. Oh, Lord. (laughs) And the Lord said, I gave you this gift of prophecy. What for? Use it every day. So thereafter, yesterday itself, I did that. It was so beautiful. So every session, and I also request you, in your conferences, your prayers, your prayer meetings, open into prophecy and then you will find such a touching unimaginable messages will come and the lord will encourage us okay coming to the point what for god created us we are still continuing in that little bit more we yesterday came to that first party article the life of man to know and love god and then we read the first sentence god infinitely perfect and blessed in himself in a plan of sheer goodness freely created man to make him share in his own blessed life. For this reason at every time and in every place God draws close to man. He calls man to seek him, to know him to love Him with all His strength. In one other group, uh, somebody was telling, "Yes, yes, Thomas Paul, this we heard. We learned this when we were were little children. Uh, When we were prepared for First Holy Communion, the sister taught us, says, come on, everybody should know this by heart. Everybody should know it by heart. Seek Him, know Him, love Him. Okay? Why Why God created you? Seek Him, know Him, love Him. Why God created you? Seek Him, know Him, love Him. When the bishop comes, he may ask you, so you should immediately say, seek him, know him, love him. So we were taught to (laughs) speak this by heart. Okay, at that time we never knew what is the meaning of that. Today, the whole catechism of Catholic Church is given to us for what? To seek him, to know him, to love him. Okay, now coming to that point, little bit more I want to say. How can we say that God created us to make us a sharer in His blessed life? What is meaning, sharer in His blessed life? So we already understood it is like a conjugal relationship. It is like a romantic spousal relationship. I say that word romantic, don't underestimate. That is what the whole Bible teaches. It's a romantic experience. So that is what all the great mystical saints like John of the Cross, his spiritual canticle and the Song of Songs in the Bible, Song of Song of Solomon and the, and the many such mystical saints have given to us. This little Therese of Lisieux, her father had this great work of John of the Cross, the spiritual canticle, the romantic experience of God. And he he hid this book because Therese was at that time only 14-15 years old. And he knew if Therese happened to read this, surely he will lose her. He will lose her. Surely she will fall in love with such a romantic love with the Lord Jesus. And what happened? So he has hidden this spiritual canticle that from the bookshelf he removed it, hid it somewhere. But somehow Therese found it out and she read that and she kept it there itself. (laughs) And all what he Martin, that is her father, was feared about, happened. Even at the age of 15, she said, I want to join into Carmel. I love my Lord. I am. So it's a romantic experience. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with God. It is not only a chemistry. It is a chemistry of God. It's a science of love. This is what she says. It's a science of love. We We learn science, we learn trigonometry, we learn algebra, we learn mathematics, we learn astrophysics, we learn so many things. All these are nature, God's creation. But we must learn the romantic love and the science of love with which how God loved us. That is what the whole thing in another way. So when he says here, when it is written here from the summary of the 2,000 years of spiritual tradition and spiritual vibrancy of the Holy Catholic Church, this first sentence speak in volumes and volumes, God infinitely perfect and blessed. Blessed means blessedness of God means that it's a heavenly joy. It's a heavenly joy in himself in a plan of goodness. Freely created man to make him share in his own blessed life. To be a partner of his life. Now here I have to expand a little bit more than yesterday. Please forgive me. That is, I tell this example, one Pharisee came to Jesus and asked him, Master, is it lawful to pay tax for Caesar? And the Lord said, show me a coin, please. And he showed one coin. And the Lord asked him, whose image is in that? That is the image of Caesar. Okay, then give to Caesar what belonged to Caesar. And give to God what belonged to God. This man have no other question. He went away probably but there is a question remains here <laughs> we understood about the tax what belonged to caesar give to caesar why it is his image but see the first second part that nobody asked at that time it is for us to ask what is the meaning of the second part what belonged to god give to god How that we have to understand. The image on the coin is the image of the Caesar. So give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. What is your image? What is your image? You are in the image of your creator God. Give to God what belongs to God. (laughs) That exactly was our prophecy today. I have purchased you. You belong to me. This is something very not so easy to understand, particularly our modern modern consumeristic, materialistic, intellectualistic, rationalistic. Mind may not be able to accept this, that I am purchased by God. We have to be proud about it. So... This is very important to understand whom we belong to. We belong to God. How we are belong to from creation point of view. So that is why we exist. Why do we exist? We already said God created us for God. Now let us go a little more further about it. How God created us. So we know. Genesis chapter 1, 26, 27 then God said let us, let us see the word, us, plural he did not say I will now make man no, he did not say he said let us that means there is more than one person us symbolizes persons let us make man in our image and likeness. Now what is the meaning of this image? This is very profound understanding, we should know who we are. Image means the very meaning of the image we must know. That is also from Catechism of Catholic Church, I tell you 357. In paragraph 357 says, That man is in the image of God, 357, being in the image of God, the human individual possesses the dignity of a person, beautiful, isn't it beautiful, who is not just something, but someone. He is capable of self-knowledge, of self-possession, and of freely giving himself and entering into communion with other persons and He is called by grace to a covenant. That is what I say, the marriage between God and man. A romantic relationship with God and man. He is called by a grace to a covenant with His Creator to offer Him response of faith and love. What is the meaning of response of faith and love? That no other creature can give in his state. In his state. Instead of him, no other creature can give. What is the response? God is coming behind us. Hello, my dear, I love you. I love you. Suppose your response is very, 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 what to say? Oh no, I don't want, I don't want, I will do what I want. Then what the Lord will say? He will not go away. He will come behind you, singing a romantic song. Hello, hello darling, hello my dear. This is like our little fight in our family. Suppose we fight between husband and wife and I am little bit uh, round-faced and sitting in a corner. Now my wife will come behind me. Oh, don't worry, forgive me. Don't worry, forget. No, no, I don't want to talk to you. You are very serious. Then she will come again behind us. Please, please come. Hello. So that is how the Lord is. That is called the response. Response means God is loving us. And if I go not responding to that love, we cannot have a union. So he will continue, 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 continue till he find that lost sheep. He will never abandon in between. That's very important. Holy Father said, commending, interpreting that parable about the shepherd going behind the Lord's sheep. He said the shepherd never come back without finding his sheep. So, finally that sheep responded. The shepherd is crying. Where are you? He is making sound to find out where is the sheep. Finally, he heard a voice, I found my sheep, I found my sheep. Oh my darling, come on. He lifted up that sheep from the pit and take it on the shoulder. So we need to respond to the love and faith. So this is a response of our love and faith. Now coming to the point, what is the meaning of image? Image means the person, personality. God created the whole universe, but that is not a person. God created a good elephant, but that's not a person. God created a beautiful horse, very powerful, very lovely. God created rat and cat and mouse and dogs and they're all like our pet. God created a beautiful rabbit, God created a peacock, God created sun and moon, fish and beautiful garden. But none of them are persons. That's the point. Now here we understand our dignity. Our dignity is so different from all what God created from the rest of the creation. And the Lord thou said, "Come on, let us make man in our image and likeness. Now this is very, very important thing. This is the thread into the whole Bible, like a golden thread in the whole scripture, in the whole spiritual elevation. What is the meaning of that image? That God said, let us make man. Us. God is the first person. This first person is an expression, is very good in our grammar studies. (laughs) But we never thought the first person was God. God alone is the first person. But God gave that first person to us. So we can say, I am a person. I am a person. The personality of God is given to only to man. Now we must know what is the intrinsic unique u- 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 uniqueness of the personality. The intrinsic uniqueness of the personality is defined in 1703 in the Holy Catechism. 1703 says, God created man with a spiritual and immortal soul. Endowed with spiritual and immortal soul, the human person is the only creature on earth that God has willed for his own sake. From his conception, he is destined for eternal beatitude. My dear friends, this is our elevated understanding should be endowed with a spiritual and immortal soul. Human person is the only creature on earth that God has willed for its own sake. From his conception he is destined for eternal beatitude. So that is why we heard God infinitely perfect and blessed in himself in a plan of sheer goodness has freely created man to make him a sharer in his blessed life. Because God created from the creation point of view, we have the right to receive the eternal beatitude because God created for that. So, okay. Now, the first sentence of this uh, part of the Catechism about life in Christ beginning with 1700, 1700. The dignity of the human person is rooted in his creation in the image and likeness of God. It is filled in his vocation to divine beatitude. It is essential to a human being freely to direct himself to the fulfilment. My dear friends, so let us only take the first part. These are all we will learn more later. Only the first word, the dignity. What is our dignity? The dignity of the human person is rooted in his creation. In the image and likeness of God. So in our in our understanding, hello Angelica, 1704. You typed that is I was talking 1703. Yeah. 1704 says the human person participates in the light and power of divine spirit. Praise the Lord. Thank you. By his reason. He is capable of understanding the order of things established by the Creator. By free will, he is capable of directing himself towards his true God. He finds his perfection in seeking and loving what is true and good. Thank you, thank you, Angelica. So, you see, that is what we have been thinking about. In seeking, loving what is true and good. Okay, now, thank you. I think I said all these things in one breath. Now, yes, thank you, Jesus. Now, a little more. Why He created us in this way? Why He created man as a person and with an immortal and spiritual soul? very interesting. (laughs) There is a very interesting thing I want to tell you from Genesis chapter 2.19 When God created man, after that God said to him, Hello Adam, now this whole world is yours. You are the You are the Lord. (laughs) You put name. You now take control of these things and whomever you put name, that is the name. So next day, dear Adam was sitting there and all the creatures, all the animals started moving in front of him and he gave them name. Okay, you are elephant. Oh, all right. Okay, you, you you are horse. Okay. Like that a fashion parade was going on, he gave name. And it is written in 219, it is written, but... He did not find a suitable partner for Him. So He had an eye among these creatures. Is there something which would be suitable for Him to be a partner? Why? Why why it is written in the Bible like that? How can He make a partner from an animal? So there is a deeper understanding of that. He did not find so the Lord God formed out of ground purchases and He brought them to the man to see what he would call them. Whatever the man called each of them would be its name. The man gave names. So it is twenty, not nineteen. Sorry. The man gave names to the to all the cattle, all the birds of the air, and all the wild animals, but none proved to be a suitable partner for the man. Now there is very important meaning in every small word in the Bible. A suitable partner he could not find in all the rest of the creation. So this is another confirmation for us that there is no person other than man. God created only man as a person. But all that creatures had a pair, had partners. They were loving one another. The birds, the dogs, or the animals, that, uh, that horse, that male and female horse with kissing one another, moving. So he felt more aspiration. Where is my partner? I have nobody to love and to be loved. Visibly someone. It was that night. Lord put him to sleep. And then in the morning, he saw another person lying nearby. Hey! You are exactly like me. I love you, my darling. You are born of my bone. Flesh of my flesh. You are another person, and Saint John Paul II, in his theology of the body, said, "In that personality of man, it is God's invisible reality, the invisible, invisible. I don't say nature, because God is the creator." the invisible transcendent reality of God is in that man. Therefore Saint John Paul II said man is the primordial sacrament. What is the definition of a sacrament? Sacrament is the visible sign of the invisible God. In this person man and woman God is created a sacrament, invisible sacra- invisible image of God is in His body. That is why it is called. He developed something called theology of the body. Theology means science about God. <laughs> now, in the body of man, there is a science about God because God is the principal element. God's spirit is the form of his body. Form of his body means the moment the spirit leaves his body, body collapses. So what is the form or the frame of the body? That is the spirit. Now coming to a little more about why God gave him a, a his own image. What is that Im- image? What is the likeness? The likeness what God has given is his own spirit which is which is eternal god gave man an eternal and spiritual soul so eternal and spiritual soul and the personality together he is like god why he created that in this way very important point that is how God can get into a relationship. God cannot, God cannot have a spousal relationship with animal. God cannot have a spousal relationship with the wind and fire. God cannot have a spousal relation with sun and moon and the universe. But only with man. Because in his very nature... He is a duplicate of God. He is in his nature, He is a person with spiritual and immortal soul. So this is the essence of of our our personality. So let us thank God. That is why it is written that God created us to make us a sharer, of his own blessed life. Oh my goodness! The time is over! (laughs) My monitor already gave me a signal. Sorry! Now, let's continue this little bit more. Ah! How the time went on like this? Oh my goodness! Sorry! For this reason, at every time, And every place God draws close to man. Now this yesterday I explained from Psalm 139. Psalm 139 is a wonderful explanation about, I don't read it now, that even before you are formed in the mother's womb, he knows you. And wherever you are, even you are in a pit in utter abyss and in the lowest portion, then God is there. Even if you are in the highest place, God is there. Even if you go across the widest ocean, God is there. All this is symbolic about in whatever situation of your life, God is there. Even in darkness, God is there. Darkness is is also equal to light for God. God is, for God, darkness and light is the same thing what God created. Because everything God created. So, we must have that, we must have the understanding of that sovereignty of God. But in that sovereignty of God, man has a place. So, Man's life is only once like God. God's life never ends. Also man's life never ends. So we never should have this thinking of a reincarnation. In Catechism paragraph 1013 says that Man is possessed with a personality and spiritual and immortal soul like God. Also live with God only once. He never come back to another life. So this is a very important aspect, particularly in the Asian context, there are many people think about reincarnation, that is completely against the, the spiritual mystery. When If anyone believes in that, we cannot, that's a foolishness because I don't say, I don't ask anybody into foolishness but I say it's a lack of understanding about his own personality that in his personality he is created in the image and likeness of God. So God sees that he will live an eternal life. Since he is eternal, He will not, his life never end. Then how can his life turn to another life? That's the point. So my dear friends, therefore God draws close to man. He calls him man to seek seek him to know him, to love him. And now one more sentence we will forward from last day. That is he Ah, no, 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 no. Before that. Therefore, this reason at every time and in every place God draws close to man. He calls man to seek him, to know him, to love him. So where is that sentence? He God, He calls man in every place. Mm-hmm. In another way, to accomplish this, when the fullness of time had come, okay, that is next stage, but here, to seek Him, how can we understand this thing, seeking Him? He calls man, God draws close to man at every time. So we have to give first priority for this. So I was talking about in the context of Kerala, India or in any other country, we have a lot of universities. We have in Kerala more than 6,000 schools. But we have so many engineering college, medical college, graduate colleges, universities, Catholic universities. To that, to that tune, we don't have even one university or a Bible college to learn about God for our common people. It is in that context the Lord inspired me to start a Bible Academy. It is under, under process. It is under process. All this you are seeing as a small way of the beginning of that. So, in another way, the enthusiasm we give to learn mathematics, to learn science, to learn biology, zoology, chemistry, physics. We have many professors here. Our my brother is a professor, head of the department of physics in Christ College. We have another uh, Professor Shelley Thomas. She is the head of the department of uh, zoology in Christ College or Union Christian College. Look at that. And maybe many others. I don't know, many of others also but they are all very much in the Lord but we need also head of the department for knowing about God the knowing about God we need training college we need Bible college we need somebody so many people ask brother I want to study I am ready I want to study but I have no place to show you go like that then I presently I'm doing okay you did you take uh, BA literature And then you in the literature, you take many subjects or Christian subjects, then I will support you till such time our Bible college is ready. And then there are many postal tuitions and Bible colleges, etc. I have recommended people in America, in England, there are so many good universities. In this context only I recommended my daughter, to go for theology, so she is a graduate in graduate and postgraduate and licensed. She and her husband. I can see a very important difference because when we meet, we have something to talk, something different than I can talk to some other people. So, my dear friends, I have to now compl- conclude here. Let us thank God and let us let us count what are the points we learned today. We continued to learn that God made us a sharer of his own blessed life. Secondly, we learned that God created as a person like him. What the meaning of image and likeness. Image means God's own personality. Second, third, we learned what means the likeness. Likeness means spiritual and immortality. God is spirit and immortal. God has given us a soul, spiritual and immortal. Then why God has given this person and immortality? So that God can make a wedding, a relationship, a spousal union, a covenant relationship only with man. it is a romantic experience in the spiritual romantic experience. It's a spiritual romantic experience. So man is the only creature God created with a, as a person. okay? Then okay, this much we remember and we must give the same enthusiasm as we learn other subjects, all the chemistry, biology, zoology physics, all such subjects we learn with a lot of enthusiasm. We give them special tuitions and very coaching to perform and know, but all that is creation, creation. Whereas we have to know the Creator, seek Him and knowing and loving is... So when we seek knowledge of the creation, yes, in that also there is God. But that is creation. But there is something, the uncreated love of God. The uncreated love of God. That we have to learn. That is the word of God. That is uncreated person. Word of God is a person. God so loved the world. He has given himself to us. We belong to Jesus. And the prophecy what we got was fantastic. That you take it in your heart. And we say now, thank God for today. God bless you. I request you and I am very happy that so many of you have turned for this. I appreciate all of you. And I request you to, to, to spread this into many others. And I request you to subscribe this channel, YouTube channel, so that this can go more and more and uh, and make others to subscribe this this My Helper Holy Spirit channel and introduce this so that we can make others enlightened in this. Thank you very much.